Hey, and welcome to the Trauma of Bonding with your host, Kaya and Heather. This week, we'll be talking about our favorite podcasts. Please be advised, there may be mature content that could be triggering to some listeners. Are you ready to trauma bond? Trigger warning for discussions of abuse and assault. Well, welcome to the Trauma of Bonding with Kaya and Heather. This is Kaya. This is Heather. Hello. And here we are to talk to you. Um, so how has your week been, Heather? What have you been doing? Anything of note? <laughs> uh, well, yes, actually. Um, so this will be confusing for the listeners because uh, this is going to be released like two weeks from now. But uh, <laughs> this past weekend was my 30th birthday. Yay, the birthday celebration. Yes, and you came out here, and it was a great time. Um, Yeah, it was just really relaxing. Like, it wasn't like a wild party. It was just like people hanging out in the house for a weekend and just chilling and eating food, and we went to the beach, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think that was it was super relaxing for sure. I acted like a weirdo because I was high the entire time <laughs> because I do not have access here in Minnesota to marijuana items that I enjoy. <laughs> so I got to be the recluse this weekend. So that was fun. Yeah, that's okay. You were on that good shit, and you were just sitting, a lot of times, just sitting on the couch under a blanket listening to these conversations, and I love it. It's great. And that's funny. Every Like, people thought I was upset, or I was having a bad time, and I'm just like, no, no, no. No, no. I am just blazed. Please (laughs) do not take offense at me zoning. I promise I'm trying to listen. Yeah, um, and almost missing my flight, so that was a fun little stress for me, oh, having to were... run to my gate and Coming sticking here. to my plasticky vinyl seats because I had a romper on and having to peel God. myself off when I got to LAX. <laughs> that was fun. Love that for me. But it was nice to see you and actually be able to, like, touch you. Right. I, I know what? that's a weird statement to make, but, like, <laughs> actually, like, hugging and being able to, like, talk to you not through a phone was the highlight of my week for sure right same yeah it was really fun I I had a great time and um I just realized today that that was the first birthday and I don't remember how long that I haven't cried oh like you know, out of like this day sucks, cry. Did you I cry last, maybe year? Well, last year? Last year was... it was COVID, wasn't it? What about the year before that? Last year was COVID, so I like probably cried from like like a a few people came over and we like did a very socially distanced. That still feels weird. It, it doesn't feel weird. The same. It didn't feel the same. I was sad, so I'm pretty sure I cried then. Um, the year before that wasn't your ex. And you still together? We, we weren't even together, but we're still living together. Oh, so she was still out there, though. That she, explains your tears was, that year. <laughs> yeah, she was still out here, and she made the day just obnoxious. Like, of course she, she did. was... This, every single birthday that I celebrated with her, she was upset that I dared have a day about me, basically. How you awful know? of you to celebrate your birth by, I don't know, <laughs> celebrating yourself. Right. How evil and selfish of you. 
Right. And before that, like, I've always had pretty shitty friend groups, quote unquote, where I've always tried to do something and people have been flaky or, you know, it's just been every birthday that I remember in recent years have just been disappointing. So it was really nice to like, wow, if 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 I got even this tiniest bit teary this weekend, it was out of like happiness. Of like, I'm surrounded by a group of friends that, you know, I've, I've had this group for a couple of years now and they're like actually reliable. And <laughs> well, I mean, the whole weekend people were helping you clean. They were mm-hmm. talking to you with kindness. They were celebrating you and stories and memories with you. Like right. it wasn't, it, it felt very much like, okay, let's take a load off of Heather. Let's. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate all being together and let's just have a weekend where it's just about us and supporting each other and uplifting a friend who was born 30 years ago who made it. I mean, with all your health issues, making it past yeah, to any like, age is incredible. I'm, the fact that you've I'm, made 30 is incredible. I'm a cat with nine lives and I think <laughs> I only have about four left. <laughs> well, we're going to cherish all four of them together. Right. <laughs> so... So yeah, that was that was the highlight. I'm assuming you have a similar <laughs> just coming out here and being high out of my mind all weekend was definitely um a highlight of my week. <laughs> a highlight, you might say. Ah ha ha ha, funny funny girl. Sorry, sorry. Um, terrible, terrible. Um it was nice to come home and clean my apartment as weird as that sounds. I like to visit but I mm-hmm. do like to come home to my own space. Yeah. Um, so like I spent, I don't know. I just took the time to recuperate. I start my new job officially on Saturday. Oh, nice. So I'm just getting all my homework as far ahead as I possibly can. Cause I know oh, that the smart. first week is exhausting emotionally yeah. for me because meeting new people and learning new skills. It's just a lot for me. Oh yeah, for sure. So I want to be able to focus on my energy on like getting good at my job as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Then I can lax a little bit. Right. But for now, it's grind, grind, grind. So I'm going to go to a coffee shop tomorrow, get all my work done nice. um, for like the next week and a half. So mm-hmm. I'll be able to, you know, focus. Yeah. <laughs> do, nor- do normal people have that issue? I wonder. Is- I know there's no such thing as normal, but like. I was going to say. Is this like an executive dysfunction thing? Like where I have, like, I know that if I get too overwhelmed nothing's gonna get done is that a I mean, is that, that is that its definition or is that makes sense to me I feel like because we've both been wondering if we might have ADHD or some version you know like something either way I feel like the majority of my friend group is somehow neuro neurodivergent yes and yeah like it's we ha- get very overwhelmed very space you know there's a lot going on we have to compartmentalize you know um so no that makes sense to me that it's like well okay just for example I need to I need to find a place up in LA and I've literally mentally been like okay up until this weekend was like okay I cannot focus on getting ready for this weekend and be apartment hunting I can't do it I can't multitask like that okay so I was like okay 
once the weekend is over and that all that planning and all that stuff is done and taken care of, then I can hardcore go into the apartment hunt. You know, I can do the next thing. I one thing at a time. Yeah, it's one thing at a time. Otherwise I, I same. I get overwhelmed and I won't do any of it. I saw a TikTok today where it was like um tips for ADHD that don't work and ones that do work. The one that mm-hmm. didn't work was, oh, just make a list and stick to it. Make a list of everything you need to do in the order you need to do it and then just do it. Mm-hmm. That's the bad tip. The good yeah. tip is if you come in the house, keep your shoes on so that you keep the momentum to keep moving so that you can do your dishes that's... and you can get all your chores done. And that's me. I can't yes. shower when I get home or I'm not yeah. going to, because shower means relaxed time for me mm-hmm. and my, and, like my body just shuts down. Like I can't, I cannot shower until my laundry is done or I'm going right? to give up for the evening. <laughs> I can't, I can't change into like comfy pants. I have to keep yes. my shoes on. Yes. Um, And really, I mean, this is also just a, me being broken thing once I sit down it's done yeah yeah so if I stay standing no matter how much my feet hurt if I stay standing and get my shit done then I'll sit down and be done otherwise if I sit down I'm not getting back up. <laughs> yeah and, and it's both that an ADHD? And I mean that's partially like literally your body is like okay bitch we haven't had a break all day you need to stop that's your body yeah. taking a break for you but for yeah. me who's completely able-bodied I really wonder if it's like something yeah. I need to talk to my psychiatrist right <laughs> it's, it's it's probably some sort of mental trick we're doing we're playing on ourselves where it's like I have the momentum and if I break it if I break this momentum I'm not gonna get it back <laughs> yeah inertia, right it's a whole physic law so right I so I don't know if like if that's just a no, I again, I don't know. I don't know how normal people are. Um, so is this a neurotypical people thing, thing or is this a neurodivergent thing? I think right, exactly. a better question. <laughs> that's it. Um, normal is not a thing. Not at all. Um, but yeah, that's been my week is just prepping and having fun and prepping some more. Fun. Love it. So this week, we both agreed it would be pretty cool for us to talk about not our podcast, but our favorite podcasts other than ours. Ours yeah. is number one, of course. Well, but, duh. <laughs> but, you know, me and Heather are both both, ooh, both pretty, um, I would say, pretty big podcast consumers. We both have mm-hmm. our favorites. We both have our ones that, you know, we're excited to listen to. I personally, st- like, the scheduled ones where they come out every Tuesday, Wednesday, I still listen to a couple of these, even though yeah. I'm not working at a job where I can listen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I thought that that would be a cool topic for us to get into today. Did you want to go first? Um, Sure. So, I have – we can go, like, back and forth. Okay, cool. Um, If you want. So, let me pull up my little list list here. Um, I have about, well, three, technically four. So <laughs> – well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so my first one is kind of a twofer because they're in the exact same vein. Um, so one of my like favorite podcast topics is true crime. Hell yeah. However, I I um personally cope with humor. So I have a really hard time listening to a lot of the true true crime podcasts that are just like telling the story 
because it gets it gets like I'm already a depressed bitch (laughs) I don't I don't need to be you know hearing this horrible story and just get even more depressed so the two true crime podcasts that I listen to all the time are my favorite murder and the last podcast on the left and I like them because they tell they both do this they tell the story the true crime story and it's a whole it's always a horrible story obviously it's true crime (laughs) true crime right (laughs) um but they um so in my favorite murder one of it's uh it's led sorry hosted by two women karen kilgariff and georgia hardstark and um but they have harder last names (laughs) someone said that um i think there was something in an episode where they were like you you do realize that your ship name would be kill hard right which is ironic (laughs) for the topic it is um but yeah but karen is like an actual comedian and she's super fucking funny and um georgia plays off of her well so um and then the there's three guys and i their names are escaping me right now. The host, the last podcast, and they're comedians too. So mm. they both tell the story, but constantly interject humor to like cope with the story. Yes. And it's not, it's never making fun of the story. You know, it's we're not making fun of the people or the victims. Um, if if they're making fun of anyone, it's the you know, the criminal being like wow what a fucking loser right um, <laughs> right yeah but it's just that coping of like you know this is a horrible story but I'm also laughing um and then last podcast they can get a little irreverent just just so people are aware um if you're more easily offended but I really like my favorite murder because they're very into like talking about mental health um they you know they talk about their own struggles and um they're also like they're really good at learning and being taking from their audience like their audience um someone wrote because they used to when they would tell stories about murderers murderers of um sex workers they used to refer be like oh blah blah blah, the prostitute Mm. and someone and because they didn't know you know and someone wrote in and was like well actually as a sex worker we really want to be called sex workers um and they they've said sex worker ever since so they're really good at like taking notes and learning from their audience because they're a little older they're 40 they're mid 40s and mid 50s so they're a little wow. older okay. i didn't realize they were that old their voices are very yeah they have very young <laughs> voices <laughs> i was like 20s maybe yeah, early right? 30s maybe yeah no georgia's like 43 or something and karen's like 53 or it's something like that they're like 10 years apart okay um but yeah so those are my favorite murder i say i like stay updated on all the damn time that's one I'm pretty religious about, but I really like those. Um, so if you're into true crime, but you need something to like spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down situation. <laughs> those are two good ones because, you know, you can, they cope with humor. <laughs> so that, that's my first two for uh, recommendation. 
I think I'll do two, two, just because I have six here. So I think okay. I'll do two at a time for me. Okay. But um, I mean, I talk really fast, so <laughs> <laughs> I usually breeze through. Um, I actually have two networks that I'm going to be recommending. Okay. So um, networks for podcasts are basically a collection of different podcasts that work under the same umbrella. Yes. Um, the first is Parcast. Parcast Network has a huge library of different types of podcasts. It's the reason I like it so much. They have some on conspiracy theories. They have some on true crime. They have some mm-hmm. on famous people um, and sort of the plights in their stories, um, their deaths even. Hmm. So it's an interesting network because I think it has a little bit of everything. It's It was just enough where, you know, I could spend a whole day at my 10 hour shift listening to podcasts because I would just switch to a different oh, type yeah. of podcast within the network. Okay. And they're all super professionally done. They have really good voice actors. They have excellent like writers. I mean, it's damn near perfect to me. Nice. It can be, I will say it's good to switch between just because you don't want to get sick of the same type of it, mm-hmm. it can feel, you know, it, the feel of all of these podcasts is very much the same. Gotcha. Like a lot of the same voice actors work for multiple podcasts under the network. A lot oh, of the gotcha. shows have the same writers and credits to them. So they can mm-hmm. feel a little bit the same. Um, so if you like the style of it, you're going to like it, but if you don't, you're going to hate it. it's very much they do stories instead of commentary i don't think they have a single related podcast that does commentary so if commentary is your thing this is not for you (laughs) gotcha (laughs) um in a very opposite and very fun way i'm going to be recommending the night veil network um Mm. they make an interesting collection of shows so they have some that are narrations so they're they have like between the wires which every single season of it they have a different like kooky interesting creepy like story that you're investigating something okay yeah they have night veil which is yes that one's like famous i've never listened to it but i know what it is they've gone on tour they have (laughs) merch they have fans that have been around since it started in 2012 like they are the epitome of everything that a podcaster wants to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that one, if people don't know, which I'm sure a lot of people that listen to podcasts know, um, it's basically one big long story about this little town in the desert. Um, and it's, they, I mean, they have basically aliens. There's government conspiracy going on. There's a lot of death, a lot of carnage. And pe- there's a lot, they has its own lore. I mean, people think it might be yeah. purgatory. People think it might be hell. People think that it might be oh, that's so interesting. a radiation town. So they did oh. experiments there. So that's why all these creatures are mutated and things. I mean, there's uh-huh. a floating cat in the men's bathroom. You know what oh, I mean? Fun. Like, yeah. there's a, an omniscient cloud that has a son that goes to school who's also a cloud. What? Yeah, girl, this shit is crazy. <gasps> Um, so Night Vale is incredible they also an interesting thing they do and this is sort of I really like podcasts that have interesting elements to their episodes every single episode Night Vale has a what because it's it's based around basically being a radio show yes yeah that's what I've heard Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a radio show and in the radio show that they have telling the story of Night Vale they every single episode have a weather break where they play a different indie musician Oh, that's so they're giving um, they're that's giving cool. a, a, a platform for small musicians that can submit their music to their website. I mean, it's really cool, cool for them to give people reach like that. 
yeah. within the same network is probably one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Um, it's called, oof, why do I suck? It's, it's another one. It's called like, it has a really long name. Jesus. <laughs> um, it's, it's about horror movies and each episode they go through, um, they go through a different horror movie. They explain the plot. They okay. talk about, um, cause there's one who there's one person who loves horror movies who's actually a voice actor on Night Vale. He plays the main character. Oh, okay. And then there's another one who hates horror movies. And they're sort of going through it together, starting from easier ones to, that are, you know, they rate it every yeah. episode where it's like, this one was hard to watch as someone who hates horror. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, it was too bloody or too gory or too like suspenseful, yeah. things like that. Random yeah. number generator horror is what it's called. I'm going to have to listen to that because um, I like horror movies, but I'm very new to them because I, okay, because that's how I was raised. Um, We weren't, it's, I mean, there was like, we weren't allowed to watch them, but also it was like, you can't watch horror movies because you're inviting a demon into the house. Which is funny because a lot of horror is about like real stuff, like serial right. killers and stuff. Right. Whatever. But, like, for example, <laughs> like maybe The Conjuring or like The Exorcism or something, you know, mm-hmm. something more spiritual. Um, but I all like even after in like my early late 20s or mid 20s, like was like, I want to watch these because I know they're classics, but I'm still kind of scared to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I thought I was gonna invite a demon, but just like I don't, you know, there's, there's still that, that lingering like, feeling, that there's lingering feeling of like, oh, this I'm is doing so... something naughty, right? I'm not even doing something naughty because I have no problems with that, um, <laughs> <laughs> but just like, just kind of the feeling of like, just in case, I don't want to tempt anything you know I just wasn't I wasn't mentally ready yet to deal with it but now I'm watching watching um old horror movies and like really loving them and really and now I'm old enough and mature enough to understand like the subliminal messaging and like the you know what certain like the a film might be scary and gory or whatever but like what's the actual deeper meaning so I feel like now I'm like more mature as as opposed to like even five years ago I would have watched something like I don't know The Ring I just recently watched for the first time ever um and just been like oh my god that was so scary but so weird and I don't understand it and now I'm like hmm I wasn't scared but I'm still thinking about it and trying to figure it out (laughs) yeah I would say the one thing that is most helpful for new because I haven't seen a lot of horror films because I'm just a pussy but (laughs) um I've been you know really interested in seeing more classic films just because Mm -hmm. a lot of the tropes and newer films they originated in these original films um it's nice because each since each episode is different it's not in chronological order at all so if you're interested in like curse of the spider woman or something you can just mm-hmm. choose that episode and it, it doesn't have any continuity the way that night vale ones that right night vale does. yeah that's a story yeah but random generator horror it's literally they roll a dice and they choose a horror movie that's in a certain one. category and then next week there it is it's really yeah, fun I like that 
Yeah, and it's cool to get a like basically a synopsis of the film. I mean, you can stop, right. and it's it's kind of fun because you can watch it with them. So you can yeah. watch. They'll say next week is going to be this movie. You can watch it and join it. They're very cool, cool about like that. you feel like you're a part of the podcast, and I really fuck with that. That's one of the most really interesting. Ele- Do you see a theme with me? I like an interesting yes, element. No, rolling I, for a movie is so yes. fun for me. <laughs> well, I love I love any um, podcast that makes their audience feel like friends in yes. some way or or, or it's involved in some way. Yeah, I like an interactive. Like, okay, sure, I'll listen to someone talk, but I really like it if they're like. We're going to read your emails. Um, My favorite murder does that. Their mini-sos are just stories from their listeners. Yes. Um, You know, we're going to read your emails. We're going to, you know, watch the movie with us that we're going to watch next week or talk about next week. I really like that interactive. Um, And I hope that at some point as we gain more listeners that, you know, we'll get more and more like that. I mean, we already tried, you know, we kind of started out with a question every week. And so that's a start. Um. But eventually, yeah, like, I, I too want to be, like, that interactive. Yeah, once we can afford actual microphones, right? I, I would say that we can invest in being super creative. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those are my two networks that I super duper love. So I, I, I named a couple within them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, Parcast and then um, the Night Vale. Night Vale. Are super cool. I like that. Um. My favorite murder, the Karen and Georgia, they actually from that from that podcast created their own um network called Exactly Right. Oh. Um, and I honest I'm gonna be completely honest, I haven't really listened to a whole lot on their, you know, their other shows, but it's a really great variety. So there's some like dark true crime. Like, there's, like, detectives who now do, like, a true crime pro- podcast. Um, and then there's, like, there's the Purcast, which is just people that talk about cats. Um, oh. So, and, you know, it's, like, a huge range and variety. And it's on their network called Exactly Right. Or, yeah, Exactly Right. Um, so, yeah, that's also a network recommendation. Just off the fly. <laughs> cool. If you want a variety of shows. Um so do you want my next one i would love it okay so i'm a little biased toward this one um because i am an admin for the private facebook group but um this uh, this episode this podcast is called the life after and um, it is one of the many podcasts at this point that are, um, it's people that were evangelical Christians, like grew up or were heavily involved in evangelical Christianity, and they are now out of it. Ooh. And it's the navigating of, you know their journey out um the life after they um they it's two two guys chuck and brady and i'm closer with brady um i don't i've like talked to chuck in passing on facebook um but um they they and brady is gay and chuck is I think he's straight, but I'm pretty sure he's poly or like non-monogamous. Yes, yes. So there's still like a 
and he's also and he uh, Chuck is mixed. He's um black and white. Okay. So um they they talk and then they interview someone every week. Ooh, fun. So they've interviewed. I'm trying to think of someone of note. I think the biggest one of note that they've interviewed was Dr. Marlene Winnell. And she wrote this incredible book that I am blanking on the title right now. Um, But she wrote this book about the psychology of what she coined as religious trauma syndrome. And how it's basically PTSD (laughs) for people that grew up or dealt with the heavy religious heavy religious stuff um so that was like a really good episode so I highly recommend just listening to that episode just to get yourself started um but yeah it's really it's really interesting um that's a good one for anyone who is also leaving Christianity or something like Christianity like Mormonism or Jehovah's Witness like it's all within that same gross pond of shit yeah um, <laughs> so yeah that's a really good one um and then like I was saying earlier we there is a private Facebook group then where listeners are on the group and can actually interact with each other and like sometimes just like we'll share funny memes um sometimes people will ask for advice um and it's just kind of like a group think you know like I, I'm trying to think of something recently asked. I don't know. I'm off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure they, do they have, um, like, does the podcast talk about current, like, Christian events and things like that? Um, a little bit. Um, it's been, so they haven't recorded in a while. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get back up and going, but I mean, there's enough back episodes that you can listen until they put out a new episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just like interviewing people that you know oh like another another one they interviewed was this girl who grew up um southern baptist like very conservative and she is now like i guess yeah she's now a sex worker she now has like an only fans and stuff and is like an instagram model And like the, and she just basically it's her story of the transition from A to B. Um, So a lot of, a lot of it is just like interviews of like, tell me your story. Yeah. 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 Basically. So um, it's really good. Really interesting. Highly recommend to people that are getting out of Christianity or want to get out or maybe a partner or a friend who wants to understand someone else's experience better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the life after that's my second, technically third recommendation. <laughs> I did not know that you were a mod of a Facebook group, you nerd. I no, am. I'm kidding. It's really cool. <laughs> it's it's kind of advocating for you know your community and actually taking a stand and doing something. That's really cool that you're a mod. That's yeah, that, I it's mean, a fun fact. I mean, I just as someone who now has like been out of. deconstructed quote-unquote for a few years I feel at a place now where I'm ready to like help others that are just starting to deconstruct 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I was like, when uh, my friend Brent was like, oh, do you want to be a mod on this group? Brady's looking for some new people and asked me for suggestions. Um, I was like, yeah, definitely. Because I'm, even though I'm quote unquote younger, I feel like I'm farther along in some, than some people in the group that are in their 60s, you know? Yeah, it just depends on when you get out. Right, exactly. So it's really cool to like, be there and I don't know help I just like I want to help people out of through their journey and out of fucking yeah. Christianity so <laughs> well evangelical Christianity I know plenty of Christians that are just fine but you know what I mean Heather has a bleeding heart for her people Ugh, gross <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go on with two more of mine alright so the first one is one called Criminalia Ooh. Um, this one is a fun one they have one of those little fun spicy elements that i like at the end of their episode okay um each of their seasons has a different theme so the first one was woman murderers or woman serial killers oh yes yeah so each episode was a different female um serial killer or you know it was very interesting the women that they chose i want to say there was like there were a lot of episodes in that season. It was great. So there's a lot of content. Can I just say about the majority of female murderers and serial killers, a lot of them, like, I'm kind of proud of. Because, like, it's usually... <laughs> well, no, but it's usually, like, I'm killing my cheating husband. Or there was a story... I can't think of her name right now, but there was this woman... Um, Oh my god, somewhere in Europe back in like the 1800s, I think it was, who helped women in her town murder their husbands. Oh yeah, there was a there was a witch in town who was helping with poisonings. There's several stories like that. It like it all started because one woman came to her because she was like being heavily physically abused. Mm -hmm. And the lady was like, Oh, just sip this, slip this arsenic in his tea. And he will bite it, and you will not have to be his punching bag anymore. And then, like, ladies, other women in the town found out, and they were like, uh, can I get some of that, too? Yeah, there's there's two um, women of note that had, you know, similar stories to that, who were, like, the, the town witch and who were helping mm-hmm. Yeah. Helping women with all of their potions and poisonings. Uh-huh. There's there's two episodes, two distinct episodes in Criminalia in the first season about that. I love that. Um, the second season is about stalkers. Ooh. And so it might be stalkers with love. It might be hate stalkers. It might just be someone who constantly, like Ed, Edgar Allan Poe had... Um, had a a person who was incredibly jealous and was you know one of his biggest competitors at the time Mm, there's an episode all about him and how he just basically talked shit edgar Allan poe's entire life like just shit talking tried to like sabotage his works tried to bad mouth him so no one would buy his works and edgar Allan poe just got more popular because of it it's like you're just free advertisement you know (laughs) well what what's the the saying in hollywood there is no bad publicity yeah there is no bad publicity so but the funnest thing about their episodes is at the end of every single episode they do a different cocktail um oh that's cool with a theme from the episode so like if it takes place in georgia they might do something with fresh peach in it or 
if they have an episode um, with a really grisly murder, they might do a drink that ends up red. You know, something like that. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It's really fun, and I really oh, I like that. that. I mean, they've had savory cocktails, which I did not know was a thing. I love oh, that. Oh, that makes sense. They're very creative. Um, I mean, technically, a Bloody Mary is a savory cocktail, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, they made one with, like, roasted mushroom because it added a musky edge to it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, very Ooh. unique. Um, so you're talking to a whiskey drinker, so I'm like, yes, I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I that was probably the one drink that she made that was like, ooh, that's a bit that's a bit much for Kaya's palate. I don't think <laughs> I could handle that. Um, but yeah, I just it, there's cool. something I switch up every season. So mm-hmm. like you know, female serial killers and then stalkers. Who knows what's coming next? It's probably yeah. going to be something similar in that um, true crime vein, but. Right. You know, it's still going to be something new and fresh and cool. My second one is Word of the Gay. Not Word of the Day. Word Word of of the the Gay. gay. Okay. It's an Australian podcast. And they don't record anymore. They haven't recorded since 2019. But they have like 50 episodes. So it's a good one to get into. Mm -hmm. They're pretty short. They're 30-minute episodes, which is nice and consumable. Um, For Mm -hmm. someone like me who has very short memory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And attention span. But Word of the Gay, each episode, they explore a different LGBTQ um, word or phrase oh, or cool. element. So they had an episode on bathhouses. They had an oh, episode nice. on, um, like, biphobic terminology. Oh, nice. Okay. Just interesting. They had an episode on, like, lesbian vernacular, things like that. It's just That's each really one cool. is a distinct new topic. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to hear two queer people both, like, the one man the, the man is gay mm-hmm. and then the woman is a lesbian so they have very nice. different stories to tell they talk about their relationships they talk about parties they've been to just it's That's really cool. cool to see their their queer experience while also talking about other people's queer experiences mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I just really love word of the gay I truly That's love it I wish they would come back because I would take so much more from them I <laughs> love it so much yes that sounds it's, really cool it's really fun um do you have any more that you'd like to talk about? I do. Um, okay, so <clears throat> this one I actually meant to recommend um, during our polyamory uh, episode, but I will recommend it now. Um, so the podcast is Multi-Amory, mm-hmm. and the host is, um, okay, Dedecker Winston is the main host that I can remember. She also wrote the smart girl's guide to polyamory, which is a book that I would highly recommend. Um, not just for quote girls. Um, she even, uh, says like in the book, like this is for anybody. doesn't matter if you're a quote girl or whatever. Um, but she wrote that book and she hosts the podcast with her, one of her partners, uh, jace i believe his name is um and then also with one of jace's ex-partners emily and it's really cool their dynamic because they're all just friends still you know they're all friends the decker and jace are still together um and then you know at one point emily and the decker were metamors because Emily was with Jace, but now they're just friends. So their their dynamic is really cool, and how like the podcast 
has evolved as the relationships have changed and stuff. Um, but they're longer episodes, but they just they tackle any and every different topic that you might or question that you might have about polyamory. Uh, you know, and they'll and sometimes they'll have guests and sometimes they won't, but they'll discuss, you know, jealousy, they'll discuss sexual health, they'll discuss, you know, like any different any topic that um is you know it's the thing is like we talked about in our episode this uh, advice is good for monogamous people too oh yeah um so yeah highly recommend um it's a really good podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about polyamory because maybe they would like to explore it themselves um or are you just curious? So, or yeah. you're like, or you're like me, who's gonna start listening to it just to get different perspective. It's really, mm-hmm. I I honestly think that monogamous people can learn a lot from polyamorous relationships. But uh, yeah, that's just me. I think that listening to that podcast will be a good learning um, experience for me. It's it's really it's interesting. It's funny. Um, just I think it was yesterday. I was at work. <laughs> and I was like overhearing because I was up at guest service so there were like maybe four of us up there like doing stuff yeah and I was just hearing some of my coworkers behind me talking and like one of the girls was asking the other girl like oh so you have a boyfriend now or like something and the girl was like I I didn't catch the whole conversation because I was helping people but basically what I got from the conversation was like this guy was like still liking other girls Instagram pictures and basically they were like the one girl was like upset with him about that yeah and I'm like listening to this being like so my polyamorous brain being so confused Cause I'm like, what's wrong with him liking other girls' <laughs> pictures? <laughs> and then the one guy that was uh, there with us, ironically, it's the guy that I was telling you about last week. The little crush um, heard you. The little crush. Um, he was like, "Wait, so, so you you can keep liking uh guys' pictures, but he can't like girls. That's kind of hypocritical." And I was like, "Okay." okay you're smart uh, that's fair yeah but it was just funny so I have a tweet right now that it's my most popular tweet at like 54 likes of me uh with a Britney Spears gif of her looking very confused and it's like my poly bisexual polyamorous self listening to my straight monogamous co-workers conversation and it's got the confused face I saw that yeah <laughs> But anyway, enough about that. Um, do you have any more? I have two more. One oh. is um, one is a friend podcast. So we are okay. friends of the people who run this podcast, and that's Lavender Mafia. That was on my list too. Is it? it is. Well, you can make this. A- we'll make this a co one. Okay. Um, cool. So Lavender Mafia is a queer um queer run um theology based podcast Mm -hmm. so each episode they have two parts sort of of their episodes they have one that's called after dark which is about a different sex topic or intimacy or relationship topic each week 
and more salacious <laughs> it is it's definitely something you want to put the kids away for um oh, for sure yeah <laughs> and then like they, you uh, as an adult might get a little uncomfortable <laughs> oh yeah you're gonna you're gonna blush it's gonna be incredible yeah, it'll be great um and then the other flip side of it is their theology-based episodes mm-hmm. which each episode they talk about a different element of the bible or of christianity and they basically queer it up Mm -hmm. um so they've made connections to the bible to make it more affirming for queer people because the bible can be very icky oh or at least seem very icky on the surface if it's interpreted badly Mm -hmm. um so they do their own twists on things their own interpretations and i just i think they do a fabulous job do you have any thoughts um well for anyone that is like oh they're twisted Ding the scriptures no um so <laughs> jonathan so there's two hosts our friends jonathan and jess jonathan is like a theologian um literally has gone to school for this for many moons. literally has gone to school for this literally still is considering like going into the ministry um he he they he goes to he's like a more high church so i think he's episcopalian Episcopalian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, he knows he knows what the fuck he's talking about. No one's twisting, no one's cherry picking. They are interpreting based on, you know. The man has probably read the Bible five times. Five so. bitch, I've read the Bible five times. The man's he's probably read, read, read the Bible a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the majority of the New Testament and a lot of the Old Testament memorized. So I'm sure I I wonder if Jack speaks any other languages because I feel like he'd be the one to like you know how you know how pastors go to school and they learn Greek and they learn Latin yeah. and they like so they can read and, and you know they yeah. can read like the Torah and shit like that mm-hmm. in its original language like our our pastor Darren can I'm sure yeah. that Jack has those skills as well he's been oh, in seminary sure. has he not yeah yes yeah so yeah so he definitely has the skills even if he is making interpretations he's fucking Greek, allowed in Hebrew yeah um Jess is not a theologian and she will admit that but she grew up in the church um her parents were missionaries and she was before leaving the church for a while she was a music minister and now that she's returned to more affirming church spaces she is the music pastor at two churches mm-hmm um at this point she's uh at the church that i attend even though i'm not a christian it's a whole story it's funny (laughs) um but she's the music leader at our at the church i go to and at another one that she just well she's also interim pastor worship leader at our church while Mm -hmm. our um well our our pastor is on sabbatical yeah so she is very she's in charge right now christian life yeah (laughs) yes and she's very like did the deconstructing thing and reconstructed as a Christian. Oh, and she'll admit that she's actively still reconstructing and deconstructing. And I mean, that's the thing is they make it very clear that they're still learning. Right. But, and they're super honest about their journey. For sure. And I think that's what makes me like just anyone ever, if you ever get to a point where you're like, okay, I think I've learned it all. I don't trust you anymore because you, oh, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> you know, I like the constant deconstructing and reconstructing and de- that's honestly part of part of why I'm still in a church space, even though I'm not a Christian, because I still like 
learning things about the religion in new, that I grew up in in different and new ways and yeah. being like appreciative of like I'm really glad that spl- spaces like this exist so that I can send people to them yeah no I so. completely agree I also yeah. I think that energy of constant learning has been really Mm-hmm. helpful for me even though I'm not a super religious person it's cool to be around people who are constantly trying to better themselves and do better for humanity right. not just for you know a flying man in the sky necessarily right. yeah like a lot of it is like you know activist based and things like that mm-hmm. so I I think all of just everything that Jess and Jack and our church represent are super dope and affirming yeah. I just love it. So, um, Lavender Mafia. Yeah. Lavender Mafia. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. My second one is The Bald and the Beautiful. This is my last one. Um, this is a podcast by Trixie Mattel and Katya, two drag queens. Yeah. Um, and I really like this one because they sometimes they interview guests, sometimes they don't. But I really like their interviews because they interview interesting people. They've interviewed fellow drag queens. They've interviewed sex workers, so people oh, in the nice. porn industry on both sides of the coin, people who have directed, people who have opened their own production companies, people who have been actors for years. Okay. So it's very interesting to hear their take on like life and experience and sort of, you know, just just hearing the voices of, you know, people who are in career paths that, you know, don't really get a lot of voices they don't really have a voice oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's sort of like oh we consume their content and we don't think of them as people they're really giving a voice and humanizing people that need to be heard yeah I adore it um I also just love Trixie and Katya have built an empire of media I mean they Mm -hmm. have their own YouTube show they have a you know a show on vice as well which is huge that's crazy yeah it's nuts i mean to go from rupaul's drag race to basically mm-hmm. running your own little empire that's yeah. fabulous and they deserve all the millions of dollars they've For made sure. yeah <laughs> i've i the, the podcast is on my list <laughs> i'm subscribed i just need to listen but i have seen some of their youtube videos and they're absolutely hysterical and so oh entertaining gosh. It's their internet show, even though it isn't a podcast, is called Un. <laughs> it's like U H N H H H or something like that. Something it's ridiculous. To be, it's supposed to be like what a like a moan, like Un. Yeah, yeah. They, it is. Yeah, and they admit that it's a terrible name, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I love it too. Whenever I talk about it in public, I'm just like, oh yeah, you got to do it loud, honey. <laughs> it's incredible so yeah the bald and the beautiful is my last one it's fucking dope lovely i have one more that i added at the last second um i actually told you about it a while ago but um it's called guys we fucked i feel like a lot of people have heard of it maybe not um oh sorry i echoed um so they're behind a paywall now but they have at least like four years worth of episodes that are still um, free on um, Apple Podcast, I believe. And um, anyway, so the, I guess, premise of it started by these two, these two women. Um, they were trying, one of, one of them, Corinne, was trying to figure out like, 
where am I going wrong in relationships? I would love, I would just love to hear the other person's frank opinion mm-hmm. uh, way after the fact, like years after the fact. Um, and I, I, yeah, I just want to, I want to talk to these people. And then it was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to talk to just like people I've dated. I want to talk to people I've fucked. Um, so their first, uh, probably like 10 to 20 episodes were exclusively interviews with guys that they had fucked. They're both straight, but they're very, um, you know, inclusive and stuff. And also very, very similar is my favorite murder where they learn as their um, audience has corrected them and stuff. So it's a little harder to listen at the beginning because, you know, they might say things like prostitute instead of sex worker or whatever. Um but you, you you see the progress <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. the throughout the years. Um, but yeah, so I mean, started... I'm sure that we've said things that I are. I was gonna say, I'm sure we've said things. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you jokingly call people whores, I'm sure someone oh, yeah. has an issue I'm with sure. that. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so they started off interviewing people that they had dated or slept with, and um, it went from kind of a joke jokey kind of topic to then it became like oh this is pretty serious like feminist stuff and so then they started interviewing you know like there's a one of my favorite episodes that I won't ever forget was they interviewed this woman who was her neighborhood abortionist in the 60s before abortion became legal and she was like uh, I want to say the Bronx, somewhere, somewhere, um, in New York City, and she, yeah, she was the neighborhood abortionist, and everyone knew go to her because she was an actual nurse, so she would do it well and do it safe. But she, you know, did it in her apartment on the table, um, you know, with what she could sneak out of the hospital kind of situation. Wow. Um, and that episode's that episode's really cool, and I'm sure that one's free because that was before they went behind the paywall, um. But yeah, so you know, it's lots of, and they're both comedians too, so they're both really funny. Um, I so love that's that. A, yeah, that's a really good show if you want, you know, three, four, however many years of back episodes. And then if you really want to pay to keep listening, you can. I haven't listened <laughs> to them in a while because I haven't been able to pay. Um, I was gonna say it's hard to listen with no monies. Right. Exactly. Because like on the whatever, it's some newer podcast um like app is it like where... stitcher or something where it's you have not a premium stitcher, but it's something like that um that they went over to and they're on exclusively and it's like they they have free up free podcasts and then they have a podcast like that that you can only get if you pay and yeah. it's like six dollars a month and they're the only podcast that i would listen to on there I actually mm-hmm. had it for a little while and I was like it's the only podcast I'm listening to um so, yeah it doesn't you know, feel worth it at that point it, yeah it didn't feel worth it but you know if I happen to have that money again I would totally get it again just so I could hear that uh, okay. podcast. yeah um but yeah so that's that's another one I would recommend and that is my last recommendation <laughs> oh cool um so I think that we created a pretty cool list um I think that we you know there's a lot of range to it I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I think this is 
I think we did a good job. Hurry up. Yeah. I mean, I because when I was asking you, like, what do you want to do this week? We're, we both were like, let's do something lighthearted. Doesn't take a lot of research. You know, like, we're both tired. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> honestly, just yes. didn't want to fucking try too hard this week. No, I did. I I don't think I could do another thought provoking episode. Right, I don't, like I don't want anything that I had to really think hard about. So we decided like today, a couple of hours before we decided to yeah. record. What exactly, we were talk it's about. like I can't do it. Make a list of your favorite podcasts. Okay, let's go. <laughs> right, but yeah, but, you it, know, it's fine because we have some good conversation while we're talking, so it's great. Hey, um, I think going right into tarot would be a cool idea so i think we're gonna go right into tarot now just because we've um made a really cool curated list of podcasts to listen to um for my card i pulled death yeah i'm gonna read the description now so death comes for us all you don't have to let death control your life death is the moment of letting go maybe there's a memory that haunts you or a thing you desperately want to believe about yourself and will into existence If you can let it die, you'll finally be able to change into someone better and new. Rebirth can follow tough changes. Nice. Very, um, very much my life right now. I let go of a past relationship. I let go of the disappointment of losing a job that I really liked and sort of putting Mm -hmm. those feelings to rest. I'm back in school after, you know, really a shitty time trying to get back in because my life has been so hectic just really letting go of things and people who don't suit me yeah and don't suit my image of what I want my life to be I mean I'm young but I'm still 23 like this is around the time when people start to make really big life decisions mm-hmm. you have that and... like quarter life crisis yeah me. yes <laughs> and you're gonna have Definitely. it for a while <laughs> I'm still, yeah I think I'm still having mine I'm definitely right in the middle of mine. Mm-hmm. Just I'm ready for change because what's been happening hasn't been working. And I'm yeah. finally getting to a point where I feel like things are working. So yeah, yeah, that's what I think this death card is. It's me letting go of the things that aren't suiting me and allowing room for new and better. Yes. I, I love the death card for those reasons because so many people, um, think it means something bad and I've actually heard of like bad tarot readers leaving the death card out of their deck so it doesn't get pulled that's stupid when that's they're reading for like I don't know like carnivals or some shit they'll leave the death card out because it scares people which is so fucking stupid like if they were a good tarot reader they would explain what it really actually means right and it's not <clears throat> tomorrow you're gonna die because also people think that tarot means uh, future prediction and that's not what it is no that's not its job it's it's no. all interpretation it's all I it's mean like, if anything it's like a self-help deck that's exactly anything. I was about to say I was like it's like self it's not self-therapy because that's not but it's you know it's self-reflection is what it is yeah um so yeah death is just that card is so cool to interpret and talk about like the ending of things and the new beginnings that can happen um yeah I just I had to gush about my one of my favorite cards <laughs> yeah I love I love this card so much good card oh I wanted to look at mine and see if I had anything to add on that because I feel like this book uh the mystic Mondays has such good card descriptions um oh my gosh literally okay I just have to read this because it's great um 
mine mine says about the death card no you are not going to die (laughs) (laughs) that's just a common misconception of the death card (laughs) death indicates an end of an aspect of your life which can range from a job to a relationship hey girl both both um (laughs) both them death must occur in order for you to have a new beginning shifting you forward into a transition period of rebirth and renewal um and it keeps oh the last line is good um when one door closes another opens there is no life without death and i like that (laughs) i love it so much it's also why i don't believe in like mystical um oh wow the word is escaping me the 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 hindu belief that like when you die you become something else reincarnation thank you the i don't believe in like mystical reincarnation like that but i do believe in like physical reincarnation of when i die i'm going to decompose into the earth and then that earth is going to become a tree it's going to become a rock that it might become a house you know well it's not even so it's i don't know i just really love that it's not even just a belief of yours it's a legitimate scientific fact that matter never stops existing like energy it transforms form but it cannot be destroyed or created exactly Exactly. yep so that's just a scientific fact and anyone who doesn't believe that you're talking reincarnation is scientific bitches um <laughs> yes ma'am and you may come back as a cat <laughs> in a weird scientific way like <laughs> that's my fucking goal dude right well <laughs> if anything bad. your energy goes into everything so exactly i'm i'm a cat i'm a beetle i'm oxygen i'm carbon I mean, i'm diamonds like that's such a beautiful thought even if you feel like the smallest person on the planet and you have mm-hmm. no worth you are yeah. part of everything yeah everything yep. you, you touch, are everything you breathe in you are you are the universe you are yeah all of us are that's gorgeous isn't it if people mm-hmm. just understood that fact yeah there would be no racism there would <laughs> right. be no like genocide people would just Lord. oh my god were you wait i can't were you down with you weren't at the water with us this weekend when we were talking um maybe you were i can't remember but somebody i think it was katie commented she was like i love the fact that the water that we are standing in has always been the water on this planet. Oh, yep. I was there. And how, okay, okay. I was like, because there was a time when you were down there with us and a time that you weren't, so I couldn't remember which one. But I just love, she was like, the fact that like the water in our oceans has been the same water because it just, it, it, it gets uh, evaporated up and then rains back down. Yep, yep, the cycle. And it's been the same water for millions and millions of years. And the same water that we were just standing in is the same water that, you know, someone else... Well, dinosaurs were standing in right. and drinking. dinosaurs were standing in millions of years ago. Like, that's insane to me it's when beautiful. I think about it. And I'm so much more... This is me going off on a religious tangent. I'm I would sorry. love to hear it. But (laughs) I'm so much more mind blown and in awe of scientific facts like that than I ever was of like, God created the world and he made this tree out of nothing. Like, that doesn't, that means nothing to me. 
Like, I'm not impressed. Yeah, but science, the, science. But science, the science is mind-blowing to me. I, I'm just so in awe. I'm so in awe. When you first heard of the Big Bang, were you physical... absolutely mind I mean, when I first heard of it, it was from creationists who were like, this is so stupid. So well, no, I wasn't. I but... mean, when you really <laughs> heard the real story. Right. Um, I, I don't think I've heard the real story yet. <gasps> Watch yeah, the documentary, sis. You got to get in there. Watch the Cosmos one. It, it's nar- <gasps> it's narrated by like. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I know I need to watch that one. Yeah. But anyway. That's a good that's one. That's me <laughs> on a little tangent of I am much more in awe and mind blown of actual science. It's incredible. It's so. Uh, I love it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought that the science was made because I remember sitting in Bible study mm-hmm. in my confirmation classes and they were talking about the Big Bang. Okay. And these are, you know, creation. This is, you know, pastors talking about it as if it's like not a thing that Mm -hmm. could rightfully happen because that's going against God. And I just remember thinking in my head, but that's such a cooler story. Right. Exactly. Than some floating man being like, yeah, y'all, here's some stuff. Have fun with that. But don't eat this because if you eat it, I'm going to kill you. What? No, I'm going to make you (laughs) suffer and all of your offspring suffer forever. I'm a fucking (laughs) That's vengeful and mean. Like, dog. He's such a, he's like an abusive father. Christianity is a fucking abusive asshole. (laughs) No, literally. Um, Literally. And I remember hearing like, okay, so it's this big ball of matter and it explodes and it expands. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Right. Have you ever seen someone drop a bowl of cereal on the ground and everything just expands and gushes? Something right. compact can turn into a very big mess very especially quickly. Especially if it's spinning. It's going to spin. Like, have you ever fucked? Over. Okay. Okay. Maybe, I think you're old enough to have experienced those very dangerous merry-go-rounds. On of course. At okay. like a, I'm like, no. you're still old enough. <laughs> Have you ever been flung off of one of those? Because I know I have. <laughs> one, one time and it was devastating. Oh <laughs> what a mess. Right? But like, it, bitch, you just keep mo- moving and moving. You keep rolling until you hit something. <laughs> and you make a mess. If you're me and you, and you bleed a, a lot. <laughs> and you cry because it hurts. But yeah, that was always such a like more plausible story than mm-hmm. like, okay, some dude, like who made old boy then? You know yeah, I mean? yeah. That's a well, big religious question. It's the basis. Then, it was, faith, then right? I was always told, "Well, God's outside of time, and God knows, you know, and God's ways aren't our ways, and there's still mysteries, and you know, Bitch. we just have to have faith. Otherwise, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the, you know, like we couldn't. I don't know. There was just always some fucking a justification, and it wasn't yeah. really an explanation. It was just a justification for why. Yeah. For well, why you, you shouldn't ask more questions. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, I want my questions answered. I don't want to have more faith. Right. I want to know for sure. Thank you very much. Bye. I got enough of that, bitch. I want answers now, please. Right. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> well, I'll do mine. So I do the four of pentacles reversed. So upside down. And... My card, the three words that has at the top is materialism, selfish, frugality. Oh my god, it's me. It's me. <laughs> uh, um, it's not me, except that I'm being forced to, right? 
I'm <laughs> I would not be frugal. frugal if not by choice. Right. I mean, if it were my choice, I would be spending thousands of dollars every minute. But anyway, right. go on with your card. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so prioritizing self-interest over everything else can easily turn into greed. Frugal spending for fear of losing it all has you clenching on tightly to your existential capital with no room for error. You're on a conquest to gain more with the rationale that more stuff needs more emotional and financial security. Material gains are not the answer to your problems. All work and no play blocks out any hopes for any real relationships. Fuck. Okay, sorry. I, I was like, this does not apply to me. Okay, never mind. Make time for yourself. You deserve to enjoy your earnings from time to time. Don't let money control you and your decisions. Know that no matter how much money you have and whatever amount of stuff you can buy, it will not be what ultimately fills you up. Look toward, sorry, look toward what makes you passionate and makes money. Now that's a game changer. Okay. So, yeah, I was like, this is not really making sense to me until that one line. Because that's how I'm feeling about relationships a lot right now. Is like, mm-hmm. I have to get my shit together first. Um, is how I feel. Like, I need to be, I need to be in a certain place financially, um, yeah, physically, like emotionally, I think I'm I'm in a place where I'd be okay, like exploring relationship and stuff. But like, I think there's a bit of shame right now where I'm like, I'm really fucking poor. I'm renting a room. I'm going to probably be renting a room in LA, um, which is just really like I haven't wanted to date even down here because I can't have them over. Like I probably could, but I wouldn't want to cuz I I feel like I would be bringing like I'm renting a room from people I'm friends with, but they're, you know, in their 60s. Um and I I would feel like I was bringing someone home to my parents situation oh, yeah. kind of situation. <laughs> like I wouldn't like I would feel extremely uncomfortable having anyone spend the night Mm-hmm. knowing that like oh there are people uh, right above me like I just very self-conscious about that um and just kind of having this idea in the back of my mind of like <clears throat> I'll start dating when I'm in a better place physically in a more private place physically um I'll start dating when I'm in a better place financially um because <clears throat> I don't know. I I guess I felt I have felt for a while now kind of embarrassed of my financial situation and and kind of feeling like okay, I can't I have reasons why I'm in the place I'm in, but I also can't like constantly be blaming those situ that situation. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying. I'm thinking out loud basically, but um, I don't know. This card just made me think of that whole situation where it's like, no matter where I'm at physically or financially, I shouldn't like put off any kind of relationship 
or be embarrassed of where I'm at. Um, because I've definitely, I've definitely been kind of like avoiding things because I'm not confident in where I'm at physically. Um, and also literally physically, like I've gained some weight because of the pandemic and, um, my disabilities make it harder on me in certain ways sexually. Um, so, so I just haven't felt like, I don't know, worthy, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like in that way, I'm being like very frugal with, um, romantic stuff because I feel like I'm not like worthy of it. Which is weird to say, which is weird to admit out loud for the first time. And it's making me kind of emotional because like, I'm totally worthy of it, but I haven't been feeling that way. It's, I think it's perfectly normal to have sort of a shitty self-image when you're not in the place in your life where you thought you would be, or those expectations of what Mm -hmm. you should or shouldn't be. I think that's totally yeah. And completely normal. And I'm sorry that you feel that way because it's absolutely not rooted in reality whatsoever. Right. <laughs> it's completely your brain being icky to you. It's a yeah. it's just mean thoughts, but you'll well, get it- through a I mean, I was in the worst, most devastated place self-esteem and like self-worth wise a couple of months ago. You got mm-hmm. the crying phone calls. Right. You got the watching me go back to my ex over and over again, I'm even like, though right, I was just being, <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't because I was happy. It right. was because I was extreme. I thought that that was all I deserved or all I could get, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I'm very single right now. And honestly, I'm in the place that you were a couple of months ago where you were like, I'm happy as fuck being single. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that phase right now where I'm mm-hmm. like. I love being alone. I love coming home alone. I love not having anyone to worry about. I love being able to spend money on me and not worry about buying for a second person. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the mm-hmm. financial situation to date right now because I can't afford to go on dates. I literally cannot. See, unless no, they're see, pay. I feel that same, same though. And that's, that's a, one of the causes for embarrassment is because like, I, even if I, even if I wanted to ask someone out, I can't because I can't afford to take anyone out. Right. I can't pay if I wanted to. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I'd have to like think of something really creative that was free. Like (laughs) that. I mean, it makes sense to me why so many fucking dates here in LA area are hikes because they're free. Like I, I don't want to go on a hiking date because I'm out of shape and it's not, it's not a good time for me. Um, if you were but, still in Minnesota, I would suggest like the sculpture gardens or Loring right, Park, yeah. you know, exactly. but you're so not like, here. <laughs> right. So I'm like, is there like a free museum? Like it's everything fucking costs around here. So it makes sense to me why people go on hikes for dates because it's free. A date at the um, beach is free. That's true. Good point. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I actually, I actually, uh, did that a couple weeks ago with someone I was, have been talking to on hinge. Um, wasn't there a third person with you though? No, no. Oh, it was just you two. Oh, I no, thought there was, was a third person there. I was like, no. hold on, no, <laughs> that's not a date. I mean, it's like the three of you going on a date. That's different. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is possible. Polyamory, baby. Um, but no, like, and that person is someone who I could see having a really good friendship with, but I'm not sure if the chemistry is there. Yeah. 
Um, but it was a good time, and yeah, it was free because we went. But I mean, it was still kind of cost something because I had to pay to park. Um, Gasoline costs. I get it. But... I brought I brought some drinks, you know. So you still money. Yeah, and there's there's only so many times that you can be like, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the right. Beach. Exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, I can't go to the beach every time. And then expect um, you to pay for every restaurant we go right, to. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, yeah, and I'm not going to do that. And I feel like if you ask, you should be the one to pay at least oh, the yeah. first time. You know, otherwise. Well, there should be split. some tit for tat, too. I mean, if exactly. you pay this time, I'll pay. That's the basis of a healthy relationship. Right. Unless I had like a sugar parent, that's a different situation. Okay, but that's, but that's like, not what we're talking about. But that's know? not like <laughs> dating romantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to be working at my new job a couple of months and have some money and savings before I even consider going on a date with anyone. If yeah. I have less than $150 in my bank account, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot more than I have right now in my bank account. Thanks. If I have less than 150 in my bank account, I will not be dating. Right. And it needs to be it yeah. needs to be 150 like sitting for at least a month before I even consider mm-hmm. going anywhere with anyone. <laughs> right. But see that's the thing is like I I have been thinking that or something along those lines for I mean I'm not been really wanting to date but I've still been thinking that in for a couple of years now of like even if I wanted to I couldn't yeah so I I guess like this is card is bringing up a good point of like I can't fucking wait around for the stars to align yeah they never will because they, they never, never will. will so I have to just put myself out there anyway yeah um (laughs) i think it's my only reason for not dating is self-care like there's a lot of like for my financial well-being for my my physical well-being because i was getting really tired of going getting tested for each new partner i was fucking Mm, because i'm i'm that person i just i don't like dental dams so like yeah i wasn't being saved you know so and yeah. I, I need to see test results before. I need to see test mm-hmm. results after. I always get tested after leaving a partner because, hint, hint, I had a partner who was cheating on me and I didn't know the other girl's histories. Right. So, right. So I had to get, like, you know, probably upwards of 10 STI tests last year, which is a lot. Oh, wow. It's a lot. I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing uh, with polyamory is it's kind of – a normal thing to get tested a lot yeah and I haven't been tested in a while because I haven't been at all sexually active in a very long time um but as soon as I start being sexually active again it's just going to be part of it you get tested like once a month because you have to it it seems like so much to me because number one I'm monogamous so I was just switching partners pretty frequently right Right. But also, there's this rumor from my childhood, and I don't know if this is real or not. I don't think it's real. If you have to get a certain amount of, like, testing or treatments, they red list you or something. They, they like, flag your account so that when you come in, there's, like, I don't even think this is real. I think this is mm-hmm. urban legend. I think and that's they an just, urban legend. I think it, parents just told us that so I we'd be scared. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a scare tactic of, like, don't, I mean, it's. Don't get tested or your doctor will treat you different. The thing is, it's a bad scare tactic because then it's just going to have 
kids are just going to be unsafe and not yeah. get tested. So exactly. it's a bad scare tactic. But I think in their bad logic, it was like, well. Now they're not going to do nothing Now naughty. they're not going to do things. It's like because my mom not scared. letting me go on birth control because she thought it would make me start having sex. So then I was having very unsafe sex for a few years before I was like, no, I need to go on birth control my damn self. Were you one of those girls who... Were you a, a, a like serious condom user? Were you a I only do anal girl? Like what were you? Oh, I've never done anal in my life and I don't plan to. Heather. Um... <laughs> Fine, we all have our preferences. Okay, Anyways. Maybe maybe it's the right person. That's a whole other situation. But no, I my first like maybe three or four three three years. Three years of being sexual. I was had no idea how to self advocate. Mm. Um, so I was a lot of pull out. <gasps> Heather. Yes, I know. I know. And I knew it was bad, but I was it was one of those like, oh, I can't ask him to wear a condom oh. because then he won't like me. You know what I mean? Like that I know. bullshit. Yeah. That bullshit. Um, so it's just very unsafe where it's like a lot of pull out, um, you know, a lot of hoping and praying, you know, hoping and praying. Yeah. honestly, honestly, I never had like a true, pre- you know, scare, but, um, I did get, uh, chlamydia. Oh, bitch. So there you go. Wear condoms, you dumb boys. I know um, someone who got trichomoniasis twice from the same person. Ooh, I was like, why would you go back? Person. I was like, why would you go back? Did I she not go back? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I on- and the and the bad thing too is I honestly don't know who I got it from. Oh. So I couldn't like go back to that person and be like, by the way, you gave me this. Hey bitch, you got chlamydia. <laughs> right. Exactly. So <laughs> but you know, I honestly I think that's what kind of like scared me into like well, I do know that I need to at least go on birth control. You know, like, at least do something. Right. Because chlamydia, antibiotics for two weeks, it's fine. But for me, pregnancy? No. Death? No, I thank have to you. Get an abortion. I have to get an abortion right away. Um, I mean, I know a, a, carrying a pregnancy to full term would be probably impossible for you. Well, that's the thing. Through, just like, but is an abortion dangerous for you? Is it more dangerous? I don't think so, um, okay. because it's it's the um, I mean, because I've had surgeries. It's another like surgical procedure. Yeah, and I think soon enough I'd be fine. It's the hormonal changes of oh. those months where you know I don't think my body would like know how to handle the hormonal changes, especially because I'm on so many. I'm on blood thinner. I'm on heavy painkillers. Um, or well, they're not, it's not a painkiller. It's actually a um, it's a seizure medication. Okay. I think. Yeah. But it does something to the brain. The brain, you know, it does something to your relaxes thy thy brain so that your body. Yeah, it it so relaxes <laughs> something. So my it's it's not sending off the same. My brain's not sending off the pain receptors that it usually as i mean i'm on an much. antihistamine for anxiety so it makes sense because it's just a relaxant right. you know what i well, mean well and that's the thing is a lot of medications like that when you get pregnant you have to go off of oh yeah you do because it could hurt the baby so like either way it i would have to be like literally i'd be like oh i'm pregnant all right i have to schedule the abortion tomorrow yeah 
you know, like I have to get there it out are, there is soo- no as soon as possible before any hormone changes can happen, before anything funky can go wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that's, yeah, I did not have a good, you know, first three or so years of my, of being sexual because I did not know how to advocate for myself and demand safety now i'm that bitch who carries condoms in her purse at all times yes ma'am just in case just in case and i'm on birth control i'm on i do all the things now (laughs) i love that i love how you're completely converted to the healthy sexual side i love that that makes me so happy (laughs) and it you don't you don't want to wear a condom bitch you ain't coming anywhere near me or you don't want to do a dental dam or whatever if i haven't made sure you're clean bitch you ain't coming anywhere near me yeah being being a monogamous person i sort of have the luxury of being like okay i want to see and this is you know given the 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 unspoken agreement of like i'm sleeping with you you're sleeping with me yeah and you haven't slept with anyone since you've had your test results clear. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to physically see your test. And people think, oh, that's invasive. I don't think so. No, not at all. I'm showing you mine because that's complete open honesty. And I'm protecting my body. Yes. So yeah. if, if you're going to touch me with a 10-foot pole, bitch, I is, better see it. <laughs> the thing is, it's a really good um, gauge to be like, okay, here's my test results. Can I see yours? And if the person like is weird about it or refuses there's your gauge to be like oh okay so you're not safe got it yeah they're not safe but also Mm -hmm. i think especially for monogamous people i think it's important to be like okay i'm being it's it's an honesty thing too right yeah you should not if, if not only are you not being safe you're telling me by being so closed off to it but it's also like do i really want a relationship or a possible you know sexual interactions Mm-hmm. was someone who's not necessarily willing to be open and honest with me in general right no 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 fuck thank that. you move on I'm go- I can fuck a lot of other people who would be more than willing to show me that they're you know maybe they're not the safest person but they're going to be safe with me and they're proving right. that they right. are clean to pro- they, they respect me enough to protect my body as well exactly yeah so yeah. that's just a blatant i've had i had one girl be weird about it and i was like bye all right <laughs> no, thank cool. you next <laughs> i don't and i also i don't want to mess with people who aren't comfortable with their sexual health mm, i don't want to yeah. sleep with anyone who doesn't have really healthy sexual boundaries mm-hmm. i mean i don't think i've ever said this on the podcast but i've been sexually assaulted so mm-hmm. i need to feel safe and comfortable and yep all of the good healthy things to be comfortable enough to sleep with somebody so i mean (laughs) gotta (laughs) yeah um especially after because i have also been sexually assaulted and then after my relationship where my ex was just very irresponsible and would pressure me into things with other people um i've had to i'm like mentally getting back to like okay you can do things because you want to and you cannot do things because you don't want to yeah um so like even though we were always safe that doesn't mean i was mentally safe 
you know yeah. what I'm like you, it is it really consent if you're feeling pressured no exactly it's not, it's not consent um, you know, so was I violently assaulted? No, but I, was I completely joyfully participating? Also, no. There was no uh, enthusiastic consent. There was happening. no enthusiastic consent. Correct. Um, so yeah, so now it's like getting, and that was my very, my last sexual experience three years ago was a situation like that. That's trash. And yeah, I'm sorry. it's completely trash. So now I'm like, how do I fucking get back into this? I honestly don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I went through a period. I'm in that sort of period of time right now where I'm like, yeah, I want sex, but mm-hmm. also, no, thank you. <laughs> right. Well, I want it, but on very specific terms. I can think of one person right now that I would like have sex with today um, because I know that there would be you know enthusiastic consent um respect a lot of communication um that person is unfortunately very far away right now (laughs) but um but that's like the only person off the top of my head that I can think of where I'm like yeah today I would totally sleep with that person but otherwise like I I'm no longer into the the college hookup culture of just like fucking anybody that I just met like I'll hook up but with someone but it's still got there's still got to be some pre safety well I'll say some pre-established trust oh yeah for sure before I sleep with you even if it's just a hookup there's still got to be some pre-established trust um because I just fucking can't anymore (laughs) no and I think it's totally fair I mean having healthy boundaries when it comes to sex relationships everything perfectly valid perfectly healthy perfectly normal if you can call it that so completely and we both in different ways receive such trash I feel like we're going off on another topic and that's fine we'll end this soon um (laughs) but we both receive in different ways such trash sex ed and sex whether through our friends or through, you know, purity culture for me, um, that ju- we're just now figuring out, like, the correct way to be sexual people. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Maybe we can expand on that, like, sometime soon. I would love to have and, an episode and- about our shitty sex ed. Yes! I would love that. We should do that very soon. That'd be yeah. great. So there's <laughs> a little teaser for you. In some future episode, we will expand on this shit. <laughs> and it's going to be fabulous and hopefully fun. sexy. Ooh, yeah. Ooh fun. <laughs> yeah, but um, if you have nothing else to say, I think I, I think we had a good episode about podcasts and sexual trauma. Love yeah, that it's great. Us. I love it. <laughs> You know, just one one topic to the other. Easy. Love transition. how we were going to be lighthearted, and then we had a discussion about creationism and uh, <laughs> sexual you know, trauma. Very but... lighthearted, Heather. We did good. <laughs> Listen, we don't know how to. Act. I even said this. I think in our text, where I'm like, okay, we don't know actually how to be lighthearted, but you know what I. We're mean. gonna do our best. We're gonna <laughs> start that way. Best. We're gonna start right. with good intentions. <laughs> all right let's get out of here all right goodbye audience bye
Thanks for listening to The Trauma of Bonding. Please follow us on social media at TraumBondPod. That's T-R-A-U-M-B-O-N-D-P-O-D. TraumBondPod. We'll talk to you guys next Wednesday.